You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. Come with me in your Bibles to 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 21. In fact, I know I say this all the time, but oh dear goodness. Okay, eight minutes. All right. Uh, tonight, I really felt the Holy Spirit give me very, very strict instructions. And He gave me a very, very beautiful Word. Very, very beautiful Word. And we're going to open the altars tonight because it's, it's an empower night. And let me just say, now more than ever, the church needs to have power. Now more than ever, you need to have power. More than ever. More than ever before, 2021, you're going to need some power. You know, maybe in the past you could just get away with a check the box on a Sunday church attendance Christian. Not anymore. Not anymore. Uh, you, You need heaven on your side. You need heaven flowing towards you. That's why I love uh, Pastor Marco's teaching around the offering. So brilliant. Because when we bring the tithe, God opens the windows of heaven. Notice he doesn't say when you bring the tithe, that the ground will. When you bring the tithe, the government will. He says when you bring the tithe, the one area that the government can't control, the one thing the government can't invade, the one thing the government can't tax, he says I'll open the windows of heaven and pour out so much blessing. There's not room enough to contain it. 2021, we need that more than ever. So 1 Kings 18, 21 says this, And Elijah came to all the people. He came to all the people. And he said to the people, How long will you falter? How long will you stumble? How long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow Him. But if Baal, follow Him. But the people answered Him, not a word. The people answered him, not a word, because the people were possibly embarrassed. The the culture at the time of, of Elijah bringing this word is Ahab is the king and Jezebel is the queen. Ahab was a very, very weak king. Jezebel was a very, very ambitious, a very, very driven, but a very, very wicked and immoral woman. And she was slaughtering the prophets of the Lord. And she was feeding from government funds. She was feeding from her table into the education system, into the legislation system. She was feeding the prophets of Baal, the false prophets of Baal and the false prophets of Asherah. They they were being fed while the, the, the prophets of the Lord were being slaughtered. So if you turned on any station, if you turned on any radio, if you turned on Sirius XM, no matter which station you went to, no matter which TV you were watching, no matter what channel you went to, it was prophets of Baal, it was prophets of Asherah. Prophets of Baal, prophets of Asherah. And what had happened is the children of Israel had drifted away. Some of them had departed from, some of them had let go, some of them had forsaken the traditions of their upbringing. That they, 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 they had drifted now because the culture had this, this new way. It had the, these new gods. It had new terms. It had new, new rhetoric. It had, the, the, the culture had been starved or removed of God and all kinds of permissiveness and sexual immorality and 
abortion and everything else had flooded the land. So Elijah comes and says, how long are you gonna falter between two opinions? And the people didn't, didn't answer a word because they realized they'd let go of the values of their parents, but they were just trying to fit in with their culture. And I felt the Lord say that in 2020, 2020 was a warfare year. 2020, the enemy came in like a flood. Isaiah 59, 19 says, when, when the enemy comes in like a flood. The reason it says that is because there are times the enemy comes in like a flood. All of a sudden we were hit with COVID. We were hit with this, this virus out of the labs, bioengineered in Wuhan. There was, there was killing people. And we didn't know how severe it was and we were freaking out. And so when the, when the government said, lock everything, we locked everything down. When the government said, shut your business, we shut our business. Then as we, we began to, to, to kind of go through, we began to, to maybe ask questions like, is the cure worse than the virus? Because in LA, they, the suicide hotline went 8,000% increase in one month. In Japan, they had more people commit suicide in one month than they've had deaths from COVID the entire year. Thousands and thousands of businesses were shuttered never to open again because you couldn't go to church and you couldn't go anywhere. People were, were locked at home in, in abusive situation. Children who were being abused, spouses who were being abused were now locked up with their abusers. It was locked down at home. We, we have a recovery program and you know, we had you know, a dozen, sometimes a couple of dozen. It's in the hundreds. It's in the hundreds now. The, the overdoses from drugs is at an all-time high. And I felt the Lord say tonight that there are people in there, do I stay with my wife? Do I leave my wife? Do I stay with my, do I leave? Do, struggling with two opinions. I, 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 know, I know I shouldn't be drinking, but, but all the pressure and all the stress, it numbs the pain. I, I know I shouldn't be gambling, but with all the pressure, with all the stress, it numbs the pain. I know I shouldn't be back on drugs. I know I shouldn't be, but with all the pressure, with all the, and it's very, very easy. And, and, and what happens is we lose our voice because we feel so ashamed. We feel so embarrassed, but I want you to know there's no shame here. That you don't need to be embarrassed here. You know, I said a naughty thing the other day and I'm going to say it again just to help some people. So, so Governor Mussolini, he said, he said, you can't go to church. Churches are closed. Churches are closed, but you can, you can go to a casino. So, you know, even though your business is shut down, you can go to a casino and let me tell you, those things are rigged against you, you know? And if you win, the whole point is we let a certain number of people win every night to get you to come back to think that maybe I've, I've got a lucky streak, but the, the ultimate goal is the longer you stay there, you know, there's a reason they call Las Vegas lost wages. There's a reason. So you can go to a casino and get deeper into debt. You can go to a, a liquor store and you can go to a marijuana dispensary. You can go there. You can go to, to a strip club. So anything that's going to bring you deeper into bondage, anything that's going to bring you deeper into despair, but the one place, the church, the house of God, the house of hope, 
the house of breakthrough, the house of healing, the house where you can hear a word from heaven that can shift everything on earth, closed, closed. So we made the decision, we, we, we did the closing thing and too many people were hurting. So on August 23rd, we opened. And despite the fact that they threatened us and we, we opened, but, but you know, maybe, maybe you fell into one of those. And I said, you know, there, there was some pressure weeks where I'm thinking, man, all four right now could be. And, uh, and that's the response I got the last time I said that joke. In fact, that went down like a lead balloon as well. But uh, but I say all of that to say this is no there's no God deals with our humanity. God knows you're human. One of the most powerful one of the most powerful verses in in the Bible. One of the most beautiful verses in the Bible, Jesus on the cross said, I thirst. I thirst. The Bible says someone ran and got a sponge and dipped it in uh, wine vinegar and gave it to Jesus and he drank from it. Like, the reason it's such a powerful verse is because I've been around pastors now for 30 years. Jesus is on the cross fulfilling His assignment from heaven. He's on mission. He's the Word become flesh and dwelt among us. He's saving mankind. He's, a, he's destroying the works of the devil. He's providing atonement for our sin and iniquity. And on the cross, He can be so vulnerable. He can be so transparent that He can say, hey, even though I'm God and I can command legions of angels, I'm thirsty. I'm parched. I can't come down, even though everyone's saying come down from the cross. Would somebody get me a drink? He was so vulnerable. He was so transparent. The, the, the pastors that aren't transparent, I remember there was a time I struggled with sin, but then the holiness of God struck me. And now I walk with the Lord and angels surround me. I tell you, I hate sin. It doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help anybody. Every pastor, if you cut them, they bleed red. I still have to put on deodorant. What? I'm leaving the church. What are you saying? I thought the anointing cancels out the like those sweat glands. No, no. Bad breath. human. God deals with our humanity. He's so beautiful. I didn't want to preach on that, but I don't know why there's a flow on that. What I love about our church is you're going to find in our church, we, we don't do religion. 
We do real. Because you need a real pastors. You need real people that talk about real struggles, that can identify with real problems. You, we need real. So we, we take off the religious persona. We take off the religious mask. You know, the truth is, and Pastor stacy has been with us for almost since the very, very first, you definitely joined in the first year. She'll tell you that even Leanne has rebuked me because I go out on too many altar calls. My wife has rebuked me like, oh, I can't believe I'm so embarrassed. You went out on another altar call. I'm like, yeah, because I needed it. She's like, look at me. You're the senior pastor. What will people think? I'm like, well, that I needed God? Like, I need God just as much as you need God. And there are moments where I hit the wall. There are moments where I'm second guessing and I'm doubting. You may be second guessing, you may be doubting. We're gonna open up the altars. And I want you to tonight because we've had so many testimonies, Pastor Katie, of people that they were on the brink of divorce. They were, they were thinking of leaving their spouse. They, they had bags packed, plans. They had, one of them had hook, hooked up over the, on Facebook with a, an old flame and had already the, the escape plan and everything ready. And then they came to the house of God and they realized, my God, what was I thinking? What was I thinking? 2020 was a brutal year. And you may be vacillating between two thoughts, two opinions. Man, 2020 beat me up. I lost my business. So I'm going to withhold tithing. Oh, I'm not going to be generous. And we're not going to have people. Maybe, maybe we need to move to... Arkansas. Maybe we need to move to Texas, y'all. Maybe we need to move to Idaho and just eat potatoes. Maybe. People, I'm telling you, look, we're laughing, but people did that stuff. People did that stuff. Between two opinions, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe it hurt you in 2020, and you're in a place where I don't know if I can trust God. John the Baptist. John the Baptist was the one. You know, when he's baptizing people, the, you know, the, everyone's coming out to him. And, you know, I mean, he's, he's bold. He's bold, Adrian. He's, he, 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 the Pharisees come and he says, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? I can tell you right now, do not say that I am the offspring of Abraham. God could from these stones raise up. I mean, flip, what a message. People are like, man, that guy's on fire. But, but just fast forward a year. Fast forward a year. And he's sitting in prison about to be beheaded. The same John the Baptist that said, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world is now sending his disciples saying, are you the one? Are you the one or do, or do we look for someone else? Do you know it's easy to forget in the dark what you heard in the light. It's very, very easy to forget it's, it's easy to doubt. It's easy to step away from the Word of God when you're going through, when you're in a prison, when you're in a cell, when you're being, when you don't understand, like, how did I, why am I, I don't understand. How did I get here? And it's easy to forget. I had, I had a pastor call me the other day and, and he said, I don't know how to get 
you know, through this season. I don't know, like I, I can't hear God. Like there's so much presence, so much stress around me. And, and, and half my, my elders on my board are saying, we can't open the church. We can't open, we can't open. And, and then I've got people saying, we're leaving because you're not open. And he, and he says, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. What do you do? And I, I'm trying to hear from God and I can't hear God. I can't hear God. What do you do? And I said, that's oh, really simple. Just go back to what God last said. You, you, you may be all the way out here, but and you can't hear God. That's simple. Just, just go back. What was the last thing He told you to do? What was the last thing He said to you? Jesus, remember in the, the temptation, 40 days He's been fasting. And the devil comes on the 40th day and says, now that you're hungry, He says, if you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. And watch what Jesus does. He says, devil, it is written. Man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You know what you're saying? You're saying, devil, let me tell you where I live. I don't live by my appetites and I don't live by my feelings and I don't live by my emotions and I don't live by performance. So to, let me tell you where I live. It is written. I go back to what God has said. I go back to, I build my life. My, my life is anchored and secured on what God said. But I want you to know, devil, that even though I'm living where I'm positioned where God said, man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. I stand on what God said and I move when He's speaking. And until, if He's not speaking, I ain't moving. I stay here on the Word of God. What was the last thing? Do you know how many people made decisions, Mike, that, that now regret the decision? Man, we should have never left San Diego. Man, we should have never moved. We should. We miss church. We miss awaken. We miss because, because God didn't say go. They just went. They just... What was the last thing God said? What was the last thing God said? Oh, man, I've got I to gotta land this plane. Goodness. Yeah, it's a good message, but I can't get to it. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you just one last thing that, that, that the Lord said. God, God's Word is, God said, let there be light. There was light. The house of God, the house of God is the distribution center on earth for words from heaven. There was darkness and chaos and disorder until God said, let there be light. Light was. God said, let there be a firmament. Firmament was. Whenever God says, it is so. Whenever God says, it is so. When there was a famine in the land, God sent a word by Elisha. It says, this time tomorrow, Two seers of wheat will be sold for a shekel and two seers of fine flour will be sold for. And they're like, man, if God was to open the windows in heaven, how could such a thing be? But when the word was released, the economy shifted. The devil wants to shut down the church. He wants to muzzle the church because he knows no matter how much darkness He spreads, no matter how much chaos and disorder He spreads, when the Word comes, let there be light, ain't nothing He can do. 
nothing He can do. When the Word comes forth this time tomorrow, ain't nothing He can do. The devil knows that when the Word of God is released, it's he cannot overcome the Word. The Word became flesh. He crucified the Word. He thought, yeah, Word, or oh, you want to put flesh on? You want to be human? I'll kill you. I won't just kill you. I'll crucify you. Not only will I crucify you, but I'm going to bury you in the ground. Then I'm going to roll a big, heavy stone. And then you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put Roman guards over that stone. Roman guy, I mean, who guards a dead corpse? What are you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm guarding. Oh, what's in there? A dead guy. And so the devil always overplays his hand. The devil has, he knows the Word of God. He knows its power. <laughs> when the Word goes forth, tonight some of you are going to get words. Some of you are going to get words. As you come forward, you're going to get words. This is a, this is a, we, we, we're a prophesying church. We're a prophesying church. If you're, if you're faltering between two opinions, let me tell you, the Lord, He is God, follow Him, because He's a speaking God. He's a speaking God. You don't need the false prophets of Baal. You don't need the false prophecies of Asherah. You need a word from heaven. You need a word from, you need a true word from heaven that's going to shift everything. The other thing that you need is the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit in, in the book of John, Jesus introduces, introduces Him as a helper. Oh, this is so beautiful. When we're, when we're in, uh, in Cabo, we, we were there for New Year's. And I, I like New Year's and we're up on our balcony, we're watching all the fireworks go off. And New Year, I always ask God for, you know, just something. And it was so beautiful. He said, you know, this year, make it, make it a prayer to see. That I really, I really want to close my eyes and be able to see. And, you know, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. So it began to deal with a number of things that I didn't think anybody could see that I'd put in my heart. I'm like, oh, shoot, okay, so I've got to repent of those things. And uh, a cluttered heart can't see God. Bitterness, unforgiveness, resentment, pride, arrogance. All those things that you've got to deal with them because they'll block you from seeing God. And then he said this, and he said, he says, and uh, let the let the helper help you. He says the Holy Spirit's your helper. And then the Holy Spirit said this, Adrian, you'll love this. He said, Do you know why God said you need a helper? I said, Yeah, I know why, because I need help. He's like, No, no, no. This is a true story. This is a true story. This is what he said to me. He said, because God, the Father, is complicated. The, the Spirit searches the things of God, yea, the deep things of God, and then He reveals them to us. The Bible says, who, who has known the mind of God? God says, my ways aren't your ways. My thoughts aren't your thoughts, as the heavens are higher than the earth. So, uh, so, so if, you, if you, yeah, well, you know what? I've got God all figured out. Reduce God to a formula. I, I, I carry him around in this little box. The Holy Spirit comes because God is so brilliant, sometimes so complex, but the Holy Spirit will take complex things and make them really simple. That's why Jesus was anointed. And he said, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which went into smaller than all, but went. So Jesus took 
like complex kingdom things and made them so, he was able to extrapolate into simplicity things that were highly complex. It's the Holy Ghost, it's what the Holy Spirit does. Like, I have a hard enough time understanding my wife. That's why the Bible says, dwell with your wives with understanding. That's what it says in the Bible. And I realize, understanding! Understanding, I need you! Oh, here you come. Because honestly, we, we went through a drive-through. We went through a drive-through just like, there was like maybe a couple of days before Christmas in, um, in uh, uh, Chick-fil-A. And I like, you know, they, they don't have like, you know, French fries, like they have these potato waffle fries. And I love them because it's like, wow, you know, it's kind of like juicy fries, like I love them. So Leanne's sitting next to me and she wanted a, she wanted a grilled chicken sandwich. I'm like, babe, do you want fries? No, I don't want any fries. Are you sure? No, I don't want any fries. I said, I want fries. I said, you know, I can get a large fry. Give me a large fry. Then because I'm driving, you know, I pass it over and I'm driving. What? What are you doing? What does it look like I'm doing? You're eating my freaking fries. Oh, so you're not sharing? I gave you the opportunity. Yeah, see, this is the problem with you. The next minute, honestly, I get called a basket, but in another word, and, and that's the problem with me. I'm a selfish blankety blank, blank, blank. And as far as she's concerned, I can spend the next week sleeping on the couch. I don't know what I did wrong. I offered you fright. So I don't understand. Hey, this might help somebody. This might help. If she doesn't look happy and you ask her, what's wrong? And she says nothing. Oh dear God, oh dear God. She doesn't mean nothing. Don't go, oh, okay. No, 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 no. Stephen, another big one that I learned. I learned the hard way. We, we were away on management retreat and her birthday was right in the middle of management retreat. And I said, and I said, Leanne, you know, babe, I'm, you know, I've got this. She goes, no, no, don't get me anything. I don't want a gift. Don't, don't get me a present. I said, really? She goes, yeah, wait till we get back. Don't get me anything. I said, you sure? The afternoon before she goes, where are you going? I said, I'm going to go down and I'm going to at least want to get you a car. And she goes, oh, don't even bother. Well, the next morning, she wakes up and and I'm like, wow. If looks could kill, they probably will in games without frontier. I'm like, what's what's with the what's with the daggers? She goes, you didn't even get me a present. I said, well, you told me not. Yeah, but I didn't mean it. So if we think our spouses are complicated, multiply that by. You need the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Ghost. He will help you. He will help you with your bride. He will help you with God. So come on, stand to your feet. I'm gonna ask all the, uh, all the, all the leaders to, to come forward, all the uh, prayer team to come forward. Listen, I, oh dear goodness me, I'm so naughty. Please forgive me. The band is gonna sing, they're gonna worship. How long will you falter between two opinions? If right now, listen, Elijah ended up in a cave. Does anybody know how Elijah ended up in a cave? It was a word that came from Jezebel. Jezebel said to him, I will do to you 
by this time tomorrow, what you just did to those prophets of Baal that you executed, you're gonna be dead. You're a dead man. In 24 hours, you will be dead. And the Bible says that he tucked tail and ran. He gets into a cave and God says to him in a cave, Elijah, what are you doing here? And he said, well, you know, they wanna kill me. And then the Word of the Lord comes to him and says, I haven't finished with you. Here's your next assignment, A, B, and C. You've got unfinished assignments. Jezebel can't kill you while you've got unfinished assignments. It was one word from the devil, one word from Jezebel that put him in a cave. But it was one word from heaven that got him out of the cave. Maybe you've retreated into a cave. Maybe you've retreated into a cave of fear into a cave of depression, into a cave of anxiety, into a cave of second guessing, into a cave of, I wanna open my business, but maybe you're faltering between two opinions. Do I leave, do I stay, do I? The altars are open, I want you to come. Let God minister to you. Let God bring a breakthrough over your life tonight. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenchurch.com.